Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to a new episode of Closed on the Weekdays. This is your host, Christian. Playboy Mike, as and, always. And for once, Michael pays attention and says his tagline. And then for today's episode, for those that have watched Hunter x Hunter and have seen the Chimera arc, which finally comes to an end at some point, which is fucking, it took forever. But anyways, let's not get into that. Those that are familiar with the episode know, what's that? What's that aunt's name? Uh, Miriam or Miriam or something like that. It's been like, like years since I watched that shit. Man. It's something, whatever his name is. He plays, he plays the game of Go with this professional that he can't seem to beat. And it just, he becomes so fascinated with the game. And it's just, it's just a very anti, anti-climactic I mean, way. You can start with that because your taste in, in, uh, in everything is just trash. Anyways, it's a very anti-climactic so really way. everyone else in the world thinks that Hunter x Hunter is one of the best shows ever made. Okay. one of the best arcs ever made. And you're just... Smashy, smashy, fight, fight. Well, yeah, because... It's not all about that. It's about the stories being told that are like the hit you on an emotional human level. That's the whole... That's the, the whole point of watching stuff is you to feel like the emotion that the characters are feeling and it to resonate with you. My caveman brain did not compute that. And I just well, wanted to see that. fighting, which we saw, we saw with Chairman Nedro. You saw, saw a fight with Pito... The Gome, Kira, and the third guard or whatever. We saw the chairman and Merriman fight. There was hella fights. That, I don't know. I, I don't, be. I don't believe that was. And it was still suspenseful stuff. Like. I don't believe that that was the way for the. Oh, no, let's, bro, let's not even discuss this because this is just an argument because you just don't understand good shit. Oh my God. Anyways, that, for those that are familiar with that arc. You see the the Ant King play the game of Go. And at first, I didn't know it was a real game until, I guess... Um, so uncultured. Oh, wow. Sorry, Mike. We all don't know everything in the world. Sorry. But um, th- how this came to me was I was getting ready for work early in the morning. And what I usually like to do... Because my girlfriend goes to work at 4 in the morning. So I just like to play videos. And just for those that understand, you know. Well, for me, I like to watch videos to go to sleep. And so that's my comfort. So I was just playing random videos. And like I wandered to sleep. And then I had woken up. And if you have, uh, if you watch videos on YouTube. This is like the play, what is it? The audio play or the, you can fuck yourself with that sometimes because there's something loud coming on and well, it's like <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a cue bro you have to have a cue of like hundreds of videos because the random shit that shit like when I'm worried it's kind of loud well I mean well I'm weird like that I guess I take risks in life as Mike makes it seem I take my I take my risks and I just woke up out of nowhere, just after like probably like 30 minutes of taking a nap or whatever, however long it was, 
I wake up and then I watch um, this documentary. It's called AlphaGo. And at first I'm like, what the hell is this about? And then I listen to like probably like five minutes before I have to shower and get ready for work. And then in listening to it, I find out that it's the game from Hunter Hunter. And then that just piqued my interest. I was like, holy shit. Like, if you've ever seen like those memes, like for people that aren't aware of certain things, like, like people that are spend too much time on the internet, like they go out and they're like, holy shit, like this actually exists in real life. Or like, or what was it? Like, um, what was it recently? Like the Fortnite kid that made like, um, that one song that, what's it called? What's that one called? The song called like American Boy by Kanye West in the Fortnite. Okay, you did for those that are listening. Mike just walked out of the room to get himself some Smirnoff. Sponsor us. Smirnoff, sponsor me. Just send me a free case. Okay, but I was just talking about how um, for people that spend too much time, like for me, I didn't know the game Go, and I was just what I was trying to. Like, it came to the realization, like, that it's a real thing, not just a made-up game. Did you ever find it? Were they selling it yet? No, I didn't. I didn't really look into it, because I'm... Uh, what am I looking into it for? Why am I going to... No, I did. We're talking about it. Well, I looked, I looked it up, and then nothing really came up. I'm pretty sure if we look deep... We go... Uh, find it somewhere. I don't know, probably some obscure, probably some, probably Amazon, honestly. Like, I don't even have to look it up. I just know that it's going to be on Amazon. If you look deep enough or on in some obscure game, like obscure gaming place. But yeah, no, I just, I became fascinated with it because the things they were saying in the documentary were pretty, were pretty mind-blowing. So basically, to just give a basic rundown of what the game go is so basically what did you describe it as what i told you mike it's like a hybrid of what like it reminds me of like checkers with extra moves okay okay at least to me i don't know we watched like a really basic description of it well i mean i'm pretty well we're not experts in the field. we don't play we've never played the game or grew up playing the game so of course we're gonna butcher it and it's gonna be difficult to understand but basically what go is it's basically like we watched a video on it and it was just basically like chess not chess but it's like yeah exactly like mike said it's like an advanced checkers it's like big brain checkers yeah because like checkers is easy because it's like it's like the front two front lines in war, and you basically just try to take over all the spaces on the board. Basically, you're gonna lose a lot of pieces, but it's like whoever has the last pieces or whatever. But uh, it's the same thing. You're occupying a space on the board, but you can't take a person's piece like by jumping over them or anything. It's like you have to encircle pieces to take territory. Okay, and so. So basically, yeah, that's the gist of how to play the game. But basically, this game is played on... It's There's three different types of boards to play this on. It's like 19 by 19, 
13 by 13 or 9 by 9 board. So on these boards, there's there's intersecting lines all across the board. And to play the game, you there's two players. There's two players have stones. One stone, one player is the black stone and the other player is the white stone. And so you guys take turns choosing or you guys choose what whatever. Oh, like coin toss or something. Yeah, whatever. However you would whatever decide it and so most of the way that it's played is black goes first and black the black stone goes first and white goes second and so the way to play this game is whoever plays or whatever would place a stone on on an intersection and the thing about the game that makes it so diff not well I guess yes difficult is that once you play the stone it can't be moved so once you play once you put the stone down on an intersection consider it just it's locked in there and so the way to play this game is how the game is determined of who wins and loses is basically by occupying space so how exactly do you occupy space you would have to basically it's almost like it's almost like how you would i compare it to basically well for me like when i when you break a pinata and you cover it all of it so nobody gets around so nobody can get anything in there i've never never seen a pinata jesus man whoa Mexicans and their pinatas. I've never seen them in videos. Never seen them in person. Or um, at Food Max, they used to have them from the um, oh, wow. this aisle. I never actually like, you know, had any dealings with. Uh, who would whoever would like to invite Mike to a <laughs> kickback or a festivity with I mean, a pinata? I've never kickbacks. I've just never been pinatas. <laughs> well, for those that are listening of Mike's friends, have a pinata with the good candy, not the not the weak shit. What's the, the weak shit? The weak shit is one of those off-brand candies and stuff. Mm. You can uh, just you can just tell. Great value stuff. Yes, yes. The great value candies that you're just like, what is this shit? I don't, I don't know. I don't like the idea of pinatas because it feels like you have to work for your candy. I don't like that. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's more of having it's fun. Kind of, it's not racist, man. Like even even when you're at parties, you're still working. <laughs> That's racist. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> what a wild take. But anyways, let's let's bring it back before we get off topic. Just basically, so you would you would make a straight line with your pieces, and wherever your pieces go, then you know they can't place their board. Or I mean, they can't. It's not that they can't place, but it's like this is so basically at the end of the game, you would calculate a straight line of your pieces and. If there's any of the opposite players' pieces in there, you would then capture it, and then you would that would be you would then be awarded points, and you are awarded points by how much space you occupy. So basically, that's how the game is played. So that is just a very very. <laughs> that's a thank you for listening. Imagine <laughs> two second episode. All right, the game will go. Look it up, guys. Yeah, it's very up. interesting. <laughs>
Okay. All right, all right. Um, but it's it's a lot more complicated, of course, with any game. There's a lot more rule sets. There's there's basically these. There's basically four rules, four basic rules that you know that you can't break that define that defy the game. So once you place a piece down, there's what's called liberties. So it's liberties are open space around. So like the open intersections around the piece and how you capture a piece is by placing your piece around all those liberties around the opposing players liberties and you then would capture it so to run down the rules so each stone place does not move unless captured the empty space stones of the same color are grouped together when the liberties are captured then they so basically how you would build plays and whatever is when two pieces are uh, together and then you place your piece around that the opposing players you would capture them as a group and you so basically there's a rule where you can't play so like chess and do they do that in checkers where you sacrifice your play what do you you sacrifice your piece to then make a move or something like that i mean you can if you want to strategize like that well i mean but can you well, yeah, I mean, you could sacrifice a piece, like, but the part, the, the whole, have you ever played no, checkers before? No, I played, I'm a chess guy. What? Okay, so in checkers, if you're playing just regular checkers, not flying kings, um, you could try to bait somebody into making a stupid play. Okay, but I'm, I... But they still have to, the other person still has to make the play. I know, I understand that, but you're, you, but you're allowed to then make that move, right? You're allowed to... Well, some people, everyone plays, like, different rules. I, no, Mike, I understand, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is, you can make a stupid move, like, not a stupid move, but you can make that play, right? Sure, I guess. Sure. Okay. okay, anyway, let me just say, in chess, what I know is chess, you can then play sacrificial piece and then to make a bigger play but the thing about go is you're not allowed to like that there's a rule forbidding that you can't sacrifice a piece you're not allowed to so that's what makes the game so but difficult how do they know you're sacrificing the piece isn't Be it all mental though like you could just be stupid well i mean that's why we don't play go because I mean, I'm, just, I'm just saying like the whole thing about sacrificing your piece is a strategy play, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if they're if this is like a professional tournament, right? Is it like the judge looking and like analyzing the play? Like, wait a minute, like he's is he doing this on purpose or is he just being stupid? Mike, what I was saying is, you okay? Let's say you are playing a piece that would then you lock you put a piece in jeopardy because you don't want the opposing player to okay so i would say this you one of your pieces is about to get taken mm -hmm. because all three out of the four liberties are in play you put a piece there but in putting that piece you are then sacrificing it because you would then have that piece be eaten instead of the other one yeah. 
that wouldn't work because the rules of the game are you can't play if it's going to be a sacrificial piece. Ah. Yes. You understand? So you can't really play a piece if... You can't play a piece with the intent of sacrificing it to make another play. That's interesting because usually these war games are like war strategy type, right? Mm -hmm. Like they're based on war strategy. And sacrificing like men or sacrificing shit is just part of like warfare. So like this is a very interesting thing on that. Like he can't sacrifice pieces. Oh, I mean, it just allows you to play a different way. And then, so that brings it to the next rule. Next rule is that you can't make the same move twice. So if, so for instance, say your piece is t captured by their piece, which then opens up a spot to, for you to capture that same piece. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to play that move again because then it would then you guys be stuck in an infant loop of just capturing the same piece over and over and over again. Yeah. And uh, then I think I remember that they said that like um it's basically once you conquer a territory it's your territory or whatever. Um yeah, kind of. But it was more so like you know, it was saying like if you put this piece here Could you like come back to that later? Or you just can't touch on that next time. Yes, yeah. Well, you're getting ahead of what I was going to say. But yes, yeah. So you're not allowed to make the same move twice. But what you are allowed to do is once both players have then put two different... Like, if you guys have played two different moves, like, placed two different stones on different areas, then, of course, you're then allowed to go back to it. But it's just... You can't then immediately play the same move after the your opponent has done it. Makes sense. So it's just it's just to take away from you know, just getting stuck in the same piece, just taking one piece and whatever. And then the fourth and the final rule is basically. Is basically how the game is ends and how it's scored. So basically, how the game would end is you're allowed to pass. So basically, if you don't know where to play a move or you just don't, you know, you just don't want to play something. Or I guess, you know, you're, or you've already lost and you just, you're just hard headed about it and don't resign. You just, you can, you're allowed to pass. But if both players pass then the game is over the game is ended and then the points would be tallied you know the points are awarded by how much um space you occupy and then whatever space you do end up occupying if the opposing players stones are placed on there you are then you capture those pieces and then those pieces are then awarded to you as part of your points and basically how to, and just basically to another point of the game is that, so for white going set, for going second, white is then awarded six. So basically say it's two evenly matched players. 
So then White for going second is awarded six and a half points. I'd be so mad. It was like neck and neck. And I'm like, we're like, you know, tired. And White gets six more points just because he started after me. Well, I mean, that could, this is just like, this is just a video. This I'd could be. Like, be... <laughs> well, I mean, what the video said itself was that um, these are like, you know, there's different ways to play the game like there always is. There's different ways to play. There's always different ways, but there's only one right way. Okay, but see, this is a beginner's mindset. We just watch. This goes for any game. There's only one. There's only one way to play Uno. You can't stack force. <laughs> it's bullshit. It's bullshit. Can, yes, you can. What? I don't care what the actual makers of Uno say. That's not the right way to play it. Fuck you, bro. He, that's not the right you can stack you can stack I don't care what people say you can stack and if you eat in the whole deck I don't give a damn you eat in the whole deck I don't care damn and so basically that's for evenly matched players so for evenly matched players of the same caliber they're gonna the white's gonna be awarded six and a half you look up a video on someone getting absolutely destroyed um, in this game <laughs> just <laughs> I just want to see how it like how it goes. Like just a pro player just smashed on somebody, and like I just want to see that. I mean, okay, <laughs> but like so, they they don't do that. I, don't... I know, but I'm just saying like there's gotta be compilations, just like there is in chess, of like people just getting smashed in like two seconds. Well, I mean the thing is the thing about Go is that it's such an old traditional thing that people take this like. They take this serious. I, I get that, but there has it has to exist somewhere. Western society ruins everything. <laughs> it's not Western society, bro. There's gotta be. Yeah. There's gotta be something out there of pro player playing amateur and just smashing it. Probably, if you really want to go into it and look into that, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying that would be entertaining to see. It maybe what would be entertaining about that? We don't understand. You don't like watching people get destroyed and, and their hopes and dreams smashed. Well, okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, you do. You know that. <sighs> so watching, ba- watching people fail and, and fuck up is just part of being a human, man. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think most people live that way. That's why I want see... populations are so popular. <laughs> I think it's more the sheer aspect of just laughing at people. Yeah. No, the, you never see success compilations, bro. Yeah. I want all my homies to make it. You hear me? Whoever listening to this, I want you to make it. And when you do make it, hit me up and give me part of the revenue because I gave you the motivation to keep going. Yeah. Don't ever stop. Well, I, I just want I just want to see that just to see like the uh, you know to see how how it play out. I mean, we wouldn't really understand it. We'd just be like. We understand the emotions and like the. We understand like what's going on as far as like him losing. <laughs> I I mean, there's that, but it, that's, that's all you need to understand. I guess we will we will get back to you guys in the next episode and let you guys know how the video went of It'd seeing people fail. Not fail, but just getting beat. Like you know, I want to see the pro players, you know, move the pieces around fast. So now to move into the bulk of this episode the bulk of this episode for those that want to see 
those that want to see where, you know... It's coming full circle, and I talk about how Maribu found his humanity at the end of the commandment line because of this game. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anime has shaped society. The snot-nosed girl that was really good at this game changed him. She's blind. Before he died. Made no sense. Made no sense. I mean, blind characters in, in, in fiction usually just have, like, superpowers for some reason. Because they've awakened the other senses. <laughs> yeah, like, she can, like, smell the pieces, like, black one, white one. <laughs> for those that have that are familiar with Daredevil, he has, like... But he can see. What? Yeah, he has, like, sonar vision. What? Yeah, like, he, no. he can't see through his eyes, but he has, like, sonar, so, like, it... He, he when he hears it, he sees like a so sonar he, thing. So he, he's blind, right? He's physically blind, but he can see everything. He can hear. He can hear. No, you know how sonar works through talking and hearing. Yeah, but like his skin is so advanced that like his. Have you ever watched the Daredevil movie? Yes, I've seen that. And when it's actually raining, he can see like hella hella good. Like he can see through shit. Whoever plays Matt Murdock, I'm coming to beat your ass. Yeah, like, he could see things, like, in a sonar. It's like, you know, his, his eyes has, like, a grid. And, like, he can, like, see the room or whatever. Like, it's not, he's not blind. He's blind. He's no. physically blind. His <sighs> just hearing is so advanced that he can... No, he, he sees. He's blind. He's blind. Anyways, that's not even, that's not even important. Anyways, Matt Murdock, come for me. I'm beating your ass, bro. Matt Murdock's not even real. Whoever plays Matt Murdock, I'm beating your ass. He'll take you to court and see you. Nah. Anyways. That'd be so awesome for the next Spider-Man movie. Uh, you know how, like, in the, the last one, um, it's revealed that he's Peter Parker or whatever? Yeah. Like, Matt Murdock's like, oh, I got you, bro. I'm gonna take you to court. You know, we're gonna win this case or whatever. Because, like, he, like, as, as far as this last movie. Who's he suing? Who's no, it? no, like, because Spider-Man's gonna have to go to court. Because everyone thinks Spider-Man did all that shit in, in England. Oh, really? Yeah, remember because like everyone still thinks that um, Mysterio is a good guy. Oh. Anyways, it's not even important, bro. But uh, Matt Murdock. I guess. I'm still beating your you ass. Brought him up. I'm beating your ass, Matt Murdock. I'm I'm shifting my reality to go beat your ass. Well, there's not too many blind heroes anyway. That would be a cool comic series for those. Graphic illustrators, whatever comic you book illustrators. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but yes, do get back at me. Send me that fan fiction. I'm trying to see me beat Matt Murdock's ass. But <laughs> no, I meant more of like a blind superhero. Like an actual blind superhero? No, no, that wouldn't even work. Well, I mean, like, what would his powers be? He's blind. That's not a power, that's a disability. <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting with handicaps. No. 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 Did you, you guys want to tie one arm behind your back? I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Living your life through being blind, getting just all the perks of being blind. I, I don't mean what that. What are the perks? I, I mean that sarcastically. I don't mean that at all. I mean, Stevie Wonder seems to do just fine for himself. Nah, Stevie Wonder, if you're listening, bro, we know you can see, bro. Ain't no way you can't we, see. We've we, we seen him drive a car before. He's been driving. 
He been he tried his head one time when someone said his name. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a normal reaction. Well, I mean, you can kind of tell in when the someone... open room. Oh yeah, that's for another episode. Anyways, let's let's get back into the topic. Let's get back into the topic. The topic is go. What led me to this down this rabbit hole of go is this documentary. You can search it up on YouTube. It's called Alpha Go. So basically, alpha males. I, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> the game of Go for alpha males. <laughs> Just the alpha way to play. Don't be a beta. Play Go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't play chess. Don't play checkers. That's for betas. Go is for alpha males. But no. So basically, for those that don't know Mike, his favorite topic to talk about and to speculate about is artificial intelligence and the Uh, future. So basically, AI. He wants, basically, he has the belief that the world would be run better by AI. But that's that's for a different thing. That's for a different day. But basically, this is Matt's. This is Matt's rock. <laughs> I'm obsessed with him. I'm obsessed with this man. But no. But Michael, this is Michael's favorite thing. So AI. So basically, there's this. AI hamburger tastes really good right now. So basically, the developers of AlphaGo, DeepMind, they're based out of the UK. In London so they want so basically they are working on an AI that can be basically an AI that is intelligent like basically this AI is supposed to be able to help further advance the just bunch of different fields supposed to be really good at the game and so Yes, Mike. Yes. And playing this game. Unplug it. (laughs) Okay. Unplug it. Be like, I resigned. I gave up. Mike is... Mike is... Mike is then awarded the highest... The highest ranking in... I'm not letting someone with a glass of water as a weakness to them. You know? Beat me. Okay, Mike. So basically, this... This documentary follows the team of AlphaGo, the team of DeepMind that their AI is called AlphaGo. Basically, they wanted to make this AI smart enough to play the game of Go. Is it smart enough? Can you let me build up to it? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, Mike. So, 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 you want me to just ruin it off the bat? I'm, I'm anxious. I want to know, man. Are you really? I'm just itching to find out. Thanks, thanks, Mike. I <laughs> love the I love the enthusiasm of my co-host in this room right now. I just want to know. Is this AI smacking niggas or what? It's 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 wipe. I will let you know, Mike. I will. I can see you're on the edge of your seat, just itching to know. You keep scrolling. Farther down the bullet points to see what the what the ending conclusion is. Uh, go for it. Come on. Go okay. On. Okay. Okay. So basically, this AI is basically they start this AI as it's basically why they find the game of Go so interesting 
and so intriguing is because the game of Go itself is really simple. Like, understanding how to make moves and play, it's really simple. There's only 200 moves or whatever. Like, you can place it wherever. You can place... So, basically, you can place your stone on any intersection on the board. But what makes this game so intriguing to me and just so interesting to so many people that are familiar with the game of Go is that the way to configure the board, how you know how there's certain moves in like chess, there's like, I don't know off the top of my head, like, do you know any like special checker moves or? I mean, if there's a double jump available, if, if you're playing double jump, that's always fun to do. Well, see, yeah, there's there's things like that. There's there's moves. There's certain moves like. It's um, always annoying because like you never see it coming. It's just like. <laughs> exactly. See, so things like that. Like there's certain moves like that. So basically, the way the board there's like configurations to the board. There's, so the thing about this game is that to configure the board itself, to set it up and like, to follow a specific move is so difficult because there's more configurations to a board. The way you can configure the board is infinite. There's more ways to configure the board than there are atoms in the universe. Mm. So that's what I, that's what struck me from watching the documentary. It's just how crazy that is. How, many atoms are there? how would I know? How would that's, I? That's know? the real question. Millions, billions. Do you know the atoms? The atoms family. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 gotta be some cat, bro. There's no way. There's probably like they don't, they don't even know how many atoms there are. There's like probably billion, trillion, gazillion. Cotillion. Cotillion. But that's like infinite isn't that a number. It's just It's infinite. not okay. That that was that was just me exaggerating. There's it's not infinite. What the facts Christian about you fantasizing? Okay, but doesn't that sound a lot better? Infinite? Well there's more infinite okay. is infinite. Okay, if you want me to put a cap on the number, there's more atom there's more ways to configure the board than there are atoms in the universe. Which is also infinite. Isn't we're not we do, we don't we don't really know that. But like, I don't have know. you seen the end of the universe? <sighs> You're getting off topic. Oh, just add what what okay Yes, I have, Mike. I've seen you. I've been there, and I <laughs> came back before. I, I I drove there in my car right now. I came back already, but I'm that's this that rainbow road shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was up there smoking Donkey Kong. <laughs> I was cranking them nineties. Nineties. <laughs> But oh, but the thing the thing that stuck that just that alone just stuck out to me so much because it's just that's a crazy thing to wrap your head around. Do you actually want to play the game? I mean, yeah, but I don't want to look like a fool making stupid ass plays. Well, you're not gonna go straight from you know, like nah. I'm going straight for professional. <laughs> nah, I'm going straight for the nine. What? So basically, there's a ranking system, and those ranking systems are like. They're called dons, so basically like one don, two don, three, and the highest ranking is a nine don. 
So basically, I'm going for the top-ranked 9-Don world champion, Lee Sidal, who is in this... How do I know this guy's name? He's in he's in the document. I'm going straight for him. Ooh. Whooping his ass. And then he probably gets hella bitches. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Lee Sidal, come on here and tell us how many... How many bitches you get? You know, invite to the podcast. You're a narrator or a translator or something. We got you. I'm telling you, come on this podcast. We're not. We're probably gonna be the worst interviewers ever, and you're just probably gonna be like, "This is a complete waste of your time." So yeah, you play this game called Go, huh? I don't Tell know. Us about it. <laughs> Explain every single minuscule detail about it. You get hoes. You get hoes. <laughs> We just, I'm like, all right, cut to the chase, man. You get bitches? You get bitches or not? But just the thing, it's just so interesting to me that just there's so many different configurations to the board. And what struck me about what they said from that is that to program this AI to know every configuration in the world would be nearly impossible because you can run millions of computers for probably like millions of years and you still would not have all the configurations of a board on program to this AI. Yeah, but like at some point, like there's only so much the human mind can like, you know, think of, so. I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's, this game has been around for thousands of years. So there's thousands of moves and thousands of ways to play and you know, it's just, it's. At that point, it's like, damn. This game has been around for so long. It's one of the most consecutively, the oldest consecutively played games. Cool. And the thing that I had, the, I didn't even, the thing that's crazy to me because I didn't know this game existed. Like, I had no idea this game even existed itself. But the crazy thing is that, and like, China, Japan, Korea, over there, there's millions of players. There's schools dedicated to this game. Wouldn't be surprised. D- yeah, no, but there's a lot of niche things to do. Not really niche, it's just like, we're not, it's not part of our culture, so. Nah, it's actually, niche. We're, we're not exposed nah. to it. Nah, 8 million people, it's a niche thing. No, that's. Okay, it's niche. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways. It's, Jokes aside, I'm pretty sure instead of like when you get a you know, I don't know, I haven't bought a computer in years, but you know, when you get a computer, like the base game on the computer is like spades and chess. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure computers over there is like it's like that. Of go, yeah. Once again, I'm calling you out, Lisi doll. Did you do this? Did you I was see just this? saying, like, it makes sense, right? Like, if it's the, that's their most popular game, like ch- check, um, whatever spades or whatever. Popular games here is like when you buy a computer. When you used to buy a computer, it's like the default. It's like it's in there somewhere. It probably might have been, but that's what that's what I that's what struck me. Like, I had no idea about it, but over there, it's it's this huge thing. There's schools dedicated to it. There's there's just some people dedicate their lives to this. Like, it's so crazy to me that I had no idea this existed. And I'm not saying I'm the the be it standard of the people that live around here if i don't know it nobody else should know it but it's just to me it just struck me because i had no idea that it was such a popular thing 
tip from watching it in an anime and thinking, you know, this is just a made up thing to then oh, I looking. Made up. I watched it. Oh my god, Mike! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know you thought for me too. I don't know. I just I knew it was real. I just didn't know what it was called. Like they literally called it go. I was paying attention to the more important things, like the uh, the two seconds that went by in the uh, the lobby or whatever. I guess. I don't know. That those, that the arc was really long, and the only thing I really remember is the fights and the ending. And that's not important. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. We can get into that at the end when nobody's really listening. No, but, or when when we tell people to log off and stop listening, yeah. but just it's Watch Hunter, okay. Slight little plug, but yeah. it's just it's it was so crazy to me that I had no idea it existed. But it's such a huge thing to me. It's yeah. a huge thing out over there. We gotta we gotta get it and play it. Uh-huh. We'll play it on. Just, we'll don't beat your ass like I do in Smash. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> So basically, it was. It's been around since ancient times, in like Korea and in China, and the thing about this game is, it's seen as such a, such a noble thing. So if you were to play, you know, if you, if you were to grow up in that society and around that culture, it would be a noble thing. Playing this game, you'd have to have a respect for the players. And respect for yourself playing this game because so many people that take this so serious. And in saying that, the thing about this is that so this AI, this team, DeepMind, they're looking into ways of building an artificial intelligence that is smart enough to then play the game of Go, which is seen as an impossible task by many people and many people and it's just it's just a crazy thing to think about that so many people in the in the documentary itself it's like it's it, you can't do that like you can't because most people that are familiar with the game of go they see they see the game of go in order to play the game itself you have to have a sense of human intuition and just it's a game that only humans can grasp and right. play. Well, do you want me to spoil it? No, 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 I'm just saying right now. No. Oh my god. If you watch the documentary, just a spoiler, the game, the artificial intelligence becomes one of the best. Damn. Yeah. Great it, humanity. <laughs> but the old heads are like, nah, oh, nigga. These, these AI can't compete with us. Our brains are too big. Oh shit! I just lost. <laughs> that's that's a little little foreshadowing of what's to come oh, in the documentary. But if you watch the documentary, it's a slow build. It's like in... Halo difficulty, Halo Two. <laughs> if you watch the documentary, Damn. it's. Damn. <laughs> you done, Mike? You done? No slices. <laughs> If you watch the documentary, it's it's a slow build up to it. So basically, it's a slow build from thinking this is an impossible task, this can't be done, to holy shit, it's coming, it's coming around. Guys, it's it's. Uh, they knew what they were doing when they made that documentary. They're like, 
you know, make it seem like it's impossible, and they're like, bam, bitch, we did it. <laughs> check it, check it. We the bullets. <laughs> well, I guess they probably think that. Well, because, you know, the documentary is made after the fact, so it's yeah, like, no. you got to make it look like it was super hard. But, okay, let me just, let me get into it, Mike. So, in the documentary, they're, how they train this AI is they have it watch, like, 10,000 games of, like, amateur Go players. So, it's slowly, you know, slowly progressing. And the, the way they built this, the, they program this AI is to learn. So, it's an adapt, it's a learning, it's a learning processing system. So through playing games and through learning and through playing these games and just it gains experience and knowledge. So like it's it's basically growing to be a human person. So basically it would be like us. It's it's learning as it's playing, as it's watching these videos and it's it's becoming smarter. And so they want to put this game they want to put the processing system up to the test so they get the european champion at the time it was i believe it was like 2016 so it's fairly old so basically this a they put this ai to go up against the european champion at the time fan hui i believe if i butchered the name i'm sorry i don't really I don't really know. It's not Italian. It's the reference. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm not sure. Did you ever see the episode like. What? You. You wait here? Sorry, I don't speak Italian. I'm not caught up to date with my SpongeBob references. It's top 10 episode, bro. Oh, I've seen it, but I don't I don't remember line by line, Mike. I got a life. Not only no I'm kidding. But basically Fan Hui, the European champion at the time, they they tell him to fly out and they're like, oh, you know, he's afraid because he's like, oh, like what are they gonna have me do these tests, they're gonna have me play they're gonna have me like play games and they're just gonna like they're just gonna observe me. But when he shows up there, he's like he's surprised because he's like, Oh, he's just here to play. So basically it's it's almost like the playoffs, like what's going on right now. It's like the NBA playoffs. It's basically best of seven series, if it even goes that far. So it's a best of five. Best of five. Best of five, yep. So, so this guy... Games wins. Well, I mean, they go all five games. What? They play... Okay, it's not a best of five, but it's like... If you're keeping, if you're keeping score in a tally, it's best of five. But it's just five games. It's just five games. So, if you win three games in a row, it still keeps going? Yes, yes. It doesn't make sense. It's it's all for the fun and the sport of it. I guess. But But if you... Okay, okay. So, okay. Let me just say this. They play five games, but ultimately, the winner of it, it's a series, but they play all five games. It's not important. That's... The the score is like utterly pointless it's just they want to have the ai play five games and so think this the european champion it's almost like a g league player so like 
in like sports it's like a semi-pro player or like a G League player they they're going up against basically an unknown player going up through the ranks not going up through the ranks but just an utterly unknown player and so this AI is going up against a European champion and they don't expect what comes so basically the alpha go sweeps five zero five nil whatever they they whoop his ass and so they're pleasantly surprised they're like holy shit and so then what come so basically um it's big news coverage it's a big story out there in korea and so then the world champion so basically like your lebrons your ronaldo's your messi's those top tier athletes are like nah this guy he's weak he's he's nothing compared to me i'm the world champion i'm the best i will whoop this this process this ai's ass and so they set up a meeting and you know it's the documentary goes on you know it just talks about all the things that goes on and basically this guy is in the scrub he's not just blowing smoke out of his ass this guy has dedicated his life to it so in the documentary itself, he goes to the school where um, Go is being taught. So this guy, he grew up playing this. This is his entire life. In the documentary, he talks about how he lived, like, he lived and died this shit, bro. He lived and breathed this. So he would be at that school seven days a week from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So this man... Is like the goat of go. Goat, goat. Yeah. Right. So he's the goat. So, right, so he plays the hair out. Then what happens? Okay. So then they set this thing up. It's a huge spectacle. There's so many. There's so many people watching this game. There's so many like go commentators and players. They're looking. They have eyes and ears on this. So the guy who got who got swept, Fan Hui, the European champion, they recruit him to to like oversee um the alpha go like basically to oversee um just if every how to play and everything just imagine that nba terms like the finals happens and they get kwame brown to be the officiator <laughs> well he's not he's not really the officiator they bring him on as an advisor that's so, even worse they bring him on as an advisor for alpha go so basically the European champion is now on the side of the AI. It's like Terminator. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's basic. They even in the documentary they refer to it. It's like Terminator? this is no not not as Terminator. Just Alpha Go. This processing system isn't oh, gonna back. then doesn't rule the. It's not gonna rule the world. It's more of like it could if it wanted to. It could because it's now because okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. So basically, they bring him on as an advisor. So now, you know, this processing, this alpha, alpha ghost coming in here, guns blazing. It's everybody's doubting it. Everybody's like, nah, this, this Lee Sidon, the goat of go is now going up against this relatively unknown alpha go processing system. You know, they really don't think it has much in it. But the thing about it is that... It now this whole match has been set up. 
So basically, they get together, they're playing. And so I have here, where do I have it here? So basically, so that just from playing, it's not only just the games that it's the AlphaGo processing system, isn't just only games that it's watching like amateurs and like going up against people. It's also being programmed to follow like high level gameplay and mimic like pros. It's evaluates the board. So basically the AlphaGo system works on different networks. So there's like different networks to it. So basically the first network is the policy network. So basically that's how this, how AlphaGo was trained, not trained, but like how it plays and maneuvers and you know, like how the, how AlphaGo, the processing system is going to play. So basically it is, it follows like pro gameplay and just tries to mimic it. Next is the value network, which is basically it evaluates what move, where to play a move and what's the win percentage from that. What's the win percentage from that move? So basically if say I play here and you play a move there, it's going to calculate, oh, like you have a 50, 70, 90% chance of winning. So that's basically how it evaluates moves. And basically what's called the tree search, the tree search network. So basically search through variations of the game and look to the future. So basically this is how it predicts move sets. So it's like, oh, you played here, what's going to come of it. And it basically can predict future moves, much like people in the real world, like, oh, they're going to go here and they predict where it's going to go. So basically this, this system this first system this processing system isn't a scrub it's not gonna it's not just a renegade system that just came in here and like there was a lot of thought process into it. there's a lot of programmers researchers and engineers that are coming together so basically so basically what this game is what it's gearing up to be it's gonna be it's gonna be what people like the human mind going up against human intuition. So it's a group collaborative of like researchers, programmers, and like researchers coming together to see how smart they can make a machine to go up against the human mind. So basically that's how this game is being portrayed and this is how this game is gonna be seen. And so like everybody, like there's like, there's like millions and millions of people watching this game. Like this is a big spectacle out in Korea. Okay. So basically it's like 60 million people in China alone are watching it and 80 million people worldwide. So it's like, it's a big thing. Okay. So now, now, now they finally sit down and they sit down to play against each other. So, I've told you what happens. How do you, so it's a game of five. Uh -huh. So just, I have the notes for you here, but just. I can't really see it from here. Okay, so how do you think, so so just give me, just throw out. 
Game of game five games. Five games. Yep. Where do you say game one goes? How do you say game one goes? So it's this this guy who has. I think the AI takes the first two games and then probably loses. But think about this. You this is without you thinking about all of like this is you just speculating. But now imagine this is a real life. This is happened in real life. But say you were a part of this. Uh-huh. So now. You, like, we don't know the abilities of AI and everything. Like, we don't know all that goes into it. Of course, we're going to root for the human being, right? We're going to root for your... I don't, man. I feel like... Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't even know why I even throw speculation at you. Because you always go the opposite way of why I want you to go. So, basically, if you're a human being watching this match, you're going to want Lee Sidon, the GOAT, to of course beat this machine because you want you want to believe that human beings can at the end of the day beat machines because if you've seen terminator if you've seen any of the movies where the machines turn against people you want to believe that human beings are gonna be victorious okay like I said, when I first started this podcast, Mike is the outlier. He what always. Just, what I wanted to say was. Can you get closer to Mike? I want, what I wanted to say is. You I literally want to just people, so I'd like him to get embarrassed. Well, I mean, there's a difference between being cocky and being aware of your abilities of how good you are. This man spent his okay. Imagine you spent your entire life on something. Wouldn't you then believe that you're gonna be better than this unknown system? That sure, but so, I would be humble about it. I'm not saying this guy was cocky. I'm, you didn't even. Where did you even get that this guy was cocky? This guy. Well, I thought you said that after he beat the um, the European guy, they were like, "That guy's trash. We're gonna smash this thing." That's what, that's what you said. That doesn't mean he's cocky. That just means. Well, I mean, to to a certain extent, you have to be afraid, like. Of this unknown thing because you are then seen as the untouchable guy like you're the best in the world you don't want to then have that you don't want to have that scrutinized or just have people question that or have an asterisk by it because well, I mean sometimes it's just a matter of like yeah you have the best human but the computer is different okay you can spend your whole life doing something but you're the computers you know, its ability to learn trumps your lifespan. Like, you could spend every waking moment doing something, but, you know, the computer, its purpose is to learn this thing. So, like, those hours you spent, you know, those are like centuries for the computer learning. So it's able to observe information on a different level than you. So it's not really a slight that you lose to it. It's just a... It's just the fact that... How bad you would lose, or... No, it's not bad. It's just, like... It's just different, because they're not human. It's not like you can ever get to that ability, because it's not humanly possible. And that's just like, like... That's like saying, I'm, I can never be faster than a car. It's like, cars are meant to go fast. Like, they're faster than humans for a reason. They're machines. And just, but I mean, this is not physical ability. This is your mental ability. This is, Mike, but this is, but you have to think at some point, 
people are gonna imagine this guy is at the peak. This guy is the peak of go and just mental fortitude and just the way he plays the game of go. I'm not saying anything else. The way he plays his game of go, he's a genius at it. He's the best. Okay. You're then gonna think I'm not a normal human being is not gonna be able to go up against this guy and beat him because he's the best. best. Okay, but like you said, Mike, the machine is gonna learn and it's meant to do this. That's basically what the, that's just a brief summary of what this documentary is. So basically the documentary is just to see how, how this super complicated game this thing that people thought was impossible to conquer, they did it. They conquered it. And in this five-game series, AlphaGo took four games. Four games. It beat Vigo, the literal best player in the world. It beat him. Four games to yeah. one. But the way the documentary plays it is... Why did it lose the last game? Okay, no, I, okay. So the first game, let me let me let me go down it. I wrote it in my notes. Yeah. So the first match, the first match, and Lee resigns. So basically he gives up. Second match, he resigns again. He gives up. The third match, he resigns. He gives up. Now see the crazy thing is in this fourth match, this fourth match Lee Sedong, he's losing. He has nothing to play. So he plays this unconventional move. Basically, like basically, like in football, he throws a Hail Mary. He plays a Hail Mary. He plays. So basically, the odds of Lee Sedong winning the game are minuscule. He has like almost no chance of winning this game. And in playing this move, he completely turns the entire game around. Mm. So basically, basically, in the fourth match, Lee Sedong has his back against the wall. And in the last ditch effort, he plays this unconventional move that nobody sees coming. And in playing this move, he completely flips the game on its head. So now was the fourth game. Okay, yes, but that's not that. Can I get to the? Uh, can I can I say the speech? This, yeah. The the way the the documentary portrays it, it's like it's like yes, human beings are winning again. But like you know, it's crazy. But basically, Lee Sedong plays this hail mary this hail mary move, completely turns the match around. Now the crazy thing is. This this process this AI is now thinking like not thinking but it says they say in the documentary like these moves make no sense like it's almost like you know when you know when you come up against something that you don't understand at all and you just start acting crazy not acting crazy but like what am I trying to say but basically like like you say you're winning a fight you're winning a fight against this person you're beating the shit out of them all of a sudden they kick you in the nuts okay 
<laughs> yes. Let's say they kick you in the nuts, and now uh, you're on the ground getting your ass beat. Now you're just you're just on the ground like shit. Now you start doing crazy shit to get out of it, but at the end of the day, you lose the fight. Mm-hmm. So basically, that's what this that's to be to make a stupid ass stupid ass thing that we're comparing it to. Basically, yes, least it all kicks <laughs> AlphaGo in the nuts, and now AlphaGo is just off the ropes, going crazy, playing stupid moves. Like, basically, what they say in the documentary is that AlphaGo almost seems frustrated and upset. Now it's just playing dumbass moves that nobody understands why. I'm frustrated too, like kicking the nuts. Okay, yes, this AlphaGo has been kicked in the nuts. And see, this fourth game, AlphaGo resigns. And they're basically, what the whole documentary is about is, you know, as far as processing systems go and just all these things, you know, it can go, there's so many ways that it can go, but you know, like, the human mind, it's just always going to take one at the end of the day. But it's it was just so fast the 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 documentary itself was so fascinating to me because I had no idea about this whole world that revolves around the game of Go and all these other things. Oh, now you do. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know. Okay, <laughs> but no, just you know, just before we get off the quick. That's like with everything, like you know, like um. There's these huge, I don't know anymore, but huge Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. That's like a huge thing. A lot of people don't know about that. And it's not like just nerds. It'd be like thugs. It'd be like, hell into Yu-Gi-Oh, man. Well, I mean, the game of Yu-Gi-Oh is not, it's a universal thing. There's cartoons about it and stuff well, like yeah, that. Yeah, but like, the, the, the fan base that just plays the game is a lot bigger than the fan base that watches the show. The game translates. It's like people play it in prison and shit. Well, I mean, if you grow up watching it and you no, grow like up... No, you don't even watch it. It's just like the game is bigger than the show. Like, it's not like the show and the game is cool. It's like you feel the game that's translated to a whole other level of, like, stardom. <laughs> and it's it... almost as big as, like, magic. Um, I guess. Pokemon's bigger. I don't understand Pokemon. The unforgotten, and I can't believe people forget about this, Digimon, bro. Digimon. Digimon. Digimon, bro. I will never let that die. Digimon, I love you. Agumon, you're better than... What's the point of Digimon? Are they just like pocket monsters too? They're digital. They're not pocket, they're digital. But are they real? Yeah, they are. They live in my phone, bro. You want me to bring Agumon and whoop your ass? <laughs> oh, I never watched it. He's gonna use Pepper Blast, bro. Don't play with him. He he listening right now, bro. He's about to he's about to turn to War Greymon and fucking. He's gonna he's gonna cut you with his blade, bro. He's I'll play throw... Pot of Greed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that fucking video. I play Pot of Greed and that allows you to ban from alternatives. Is it? Does it? Is it really how the video portrays it? Like, yeah. So like. You could basically draw three or make the opponent draw three or something like that. But and you could play it like endlessly or whatever. <laughs> it's I played from tournaments. Pot of greed to then bring three cards. 
And I bring out Pot of Greed. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> but to bring this full circle, this documentary is a really good watch. I would definitely recommend watching it just because it's all the all the intricate things. This, and this podcast was a long trailer for the documentary. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, bro. I want... Run me my money. Run me my money, DeepMind. I ain't playing with you. Sponsor us. Something. But basically, it's just a really fascinating thing to think about, you know. These people that set out to build an artificial intelligence that could learn a really intricate game that most people thought would would be unbelievable to wrap your head around or just play. It's just... It's really... It really speaks volume to just humans themselves that... You know, if we really put our minds to things, the possibilities are endless. You know, there's, we can build, to to be a comic book nerd, we can build Ultron and just save the world. I think somebody on TikTok's already doing it. Oh, shit. We need to stop them, bro. We've seen, we seen Age of Ultron. We don't know Wanda. We don't know. We don't know Quicksilver. I mean, the problem is you'd have to give him a body, which is not, it's not possible right now. Guy on TikTok building Ultron, I I am the sacrifice. This five foot five guy will rule the world. For all the short kings out there in the world, I will take a bullet for you guys. Ultron, bro. But just to bring it, just before I even got sidetracked, just to bring it full circle, you know, don't ever let anybody tell you anything's impossible. Yeah. You know. There's except trying to fly. Don't try that. Nah. Don't don't do that. Nah. I thought I was Buzz Lightyear when I was like six. I don't know that. <laughs> That's a whole different. <laughs> That's a whole different stuff. You I ain't never heard that one. I, know, I believe I can touch the sky. <laughs> I have a little onesie on the Buzz Lightyear onesie. That boy might jump from three it was, stories. It was like a we had this house in Oakland and um, it was like the front stairs were like six like six stairs all concrete. Like, this already sounds like it does not end well. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't hurt myself too bad, but I did jump off the top. Of the the six? Yeah. Oh, that's not even that bad. Well, but, it's like, I was like, you know, it's like about this high. Oh, shit. You know, like, you know, it's like a patio that goes up. So, what would you say that's like four feet high? Four, three feet high? Maybe six. So, it's six feet high then? Yeah. So, you were probably like, what, like three foot something? I don't know. Two but, foot something. Yeah, I jumped off nah, the top. Nah, Mike was six feet tall. <laughs> I jumped the top off with the onesie. And, uh... You probably scraped something. I just landed in the grass and rolled, and then I told my mom she spanked me. <laughs> I think the spanking hurt more than the actually jumping off the stairs. My boy Mike gave up on his dreams to be No, I didn't. Look, two years later, I was really into Batman. And it was, oh we, my... we moved into another house. And I, I had a cape. <laughs> And we had another flight of stairs, another flight of stairs, and I felt like it, like, glide down. And, like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but this time, when I jumped off, I didn't hurt myself, but the bottom, the bottom stair, like, the, the floor was tile, and I was a little bit bigger. I was, like, seven or eight. So, you know, when I landed on the ground, I cracked the tile. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely gonna no get more, No more Batman after that. It was definitely. It was, uh, what was it? The, uh, my parents' names aren't watching after that. It was, um, 
Rescue Heroes. Oh shit, my boy Mike became a paramedic. Yeah. The next like, episode. You watch the wholesome shit. You put out fires and save people's lives and no, no fly and none of that shit. In the next episode, we'll hear Mike's story about how he became a firefighter. Loki, Rescue Heroes was the shit, man. Oh god. I had the collection of the toys, the, the base, everything. They were hella cool, bro. You know that shit? No, I don't. I do not, Mike. I did not grow up the same way as you. I grew up on PBS Kids. It was on PBS. Oh shit! Never mind. It was on like PBS something. It was on PBS. No, That's I grew up on Arthur, Rough Ruffman, Cyberspace. Yeah, I think it came on like in like the like later in the day. Oh shit, Mike! You talking about late night show? It My was like gonna after be... the the Siamese cats or whatever. But, uh, what the hell? I. I mean, I, that's a different, I only, I probably watched, I probably came home probably like at three, four o'clock in the afternoon and whatever those shows were, I'd probably watch those. Hmm. The Rescue Hills was a shit. It was a Canadian show. Which... Okay. Let's wrap this episode up. So in conclusion of the, definitely go watch. Rescue Heroes. Rescue Heroes and the documentary <laughs> Alpha Go. Basically it's. It's gonna be, it's gonna, like, it's gonna excite some motivation in you, you know, to just make you think, think that things that most people say are impossible, you know, with enough time, effort, and that good team around you, you know, you never know what can get done. And, and we're, and just, you know, just some recommendations for those that live in the Bay Area. There is a Raising Cane's that just opened up. Yes. It's open? Mike's face is just... For those that don't know, Mike's face just lit up. It, where's that? I think it's in Emeryville. Swear on God's green earth, bro. Yes, yes, We yes. out right now. Uh, yes, that's exactly where we're headed. I am surprising Mike. No! We're going on a date to Raising Cane's. Thanks, Dad. And... <laughs> oh, fuck no. <laughs> And for those and for those that are familiar with Fire Wings, Fire Wings is gonna be opening up. It's a it's a soft open. So, well, yeah, I know, but so, anyways, it's an opening either way. Fire Wings in Pinal, where where was it? The Tropical Cafe used to be. That place was so nasty, bro. Anyways, don't derail don't derail me right now. Oh, well, I'm on a roll right now. It's gonna be a soft opening next week, so July fifth through the night. Man, fuck <laughs> habit, bro. They want to fucking Habit's about to habit. You never know. The habit about to come out like the cartel. It's gonna be like, don't ever speak down on her name, bro. Fuck habit, man. All my niggas hate habit. <laughs> real, real people know. Five guys hit different at three a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes. For those that are listening this far into the episode, go hit up Raising Canes or or go hit up uh, or go hit up Fire Wings, you know, for a, a date or whatever. But on that note, this has been Christian and Michael. And that's Michael. And that is going to be the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one.